0: Welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me Allie Brooke. I help the everyday woman grow her mindset and spirituality in her daily life in order to break comparison to the Instagram perfect lifestyle. Join me as we navigate the stress and anxiety of our daily routines and reclaim our power to cultivate our most authentic life. Let's start romanticizing the mundane together. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Ali Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday, everyone. And do you know what today is? Do you guys know what today is? Today is the Growth Mindset Gal. That's me. It's my birthday. I am 29, 29, feeling fine and I am just, it's, it's wild to me that I'm just in my last year of my 20s. It's like, what happened? Where did it go? Like, it, it flew by, but also at the same time went by like very slow, if that even makes any sense. So today's episode, I'm going to be just sharing just a couple of life lessons um, that I learned from my 20s. So just to kind of help anyone else who's kind of, you know, going through it. And I don't know about you guys, but you know what? Everyone's always like, Oh, like your twenties are over. Like, then you're going to go into your thirties and it's all downhill. I cannot stand that notion. It like makes me cringe anytime anyone says it. It's also hilarious because my sister, (laughs) when she turned 30, she literally had a birthday party and it was like a funeral for her twenties, which I know a lot of people do. And like, it's funny, like that's not cringe or anything, but When, like, I talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm turning 29, I'm almost 30. They're like, oh, that's when everything went downhill, you know, blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, but, like, why, though? Why is 30 all of a sudden you go from, like, your 20s being, like, young and vibrant and then all of a sudden you're 30 and it's like your life's over? I mean, people live until being 100. How is 30, you become, like, all of a sudden old? I I don't understand it. I personally think that my 30s, I'm going to be thriving. Like Nate and I are very like excited because our 20s was about like building the foundation of like what we want our life to look like and our 30s is going to be the thriving and I'm excited for it. I don't think 30, (laughs) I don't think 30 is going to go all downhill. Again, it's all about your mindset, you guys. It's all about how do you perceive the aging process. So like I said, today is going to be all about just me sharing just things that I've learned in my 20s that will help, hopefully help you as well. Maybe that can even transfer into your 30s as well. They're just, again, life lessons. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting. And I am just so excited to continue this wonderful journey with you. And... I'm just going to put my phone on do not disturb for a moment. Don't mind me. And I am just really enjoying this process and going through it with you guys and just sharing knowledge and helpful tips. Also, if you haven't already joined the Instagram broadcast channel, it is linked in the show notes. So in the broadcast channel on Instagram, it's called the growth minds Gang. I just share, you know, Motivational post, journal prompts. We do some polls. I so see kind of doing like check-ins and things like that. I'm also reading um, "Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself" by Dr. Joe Dispenza. That's also linked in the show notes. That's the June book club. If you want to read it along with me, I just share um, some tidbits as I'm reading it. I you know take pictures of certain pages that hopefully will resonate with you guys, and you know you can learn and gain more information about how our brain works. is actually very very interesting, just understanding how our brain works. And so if you want to join the podcast channel, because that's basically what it is, the Growth Mindset Gang on Instagram, the link is in the show notes. So it's just another way of building the community and, you know, talking about things that can help us on our healing journey. So again, linked in the show notes if you're interested in joining. I also share it, you know, on my story on Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal a lot as well so here i am on the computer and i am sipping my protein and collagen coffee let me tell you you guys i am like obsessed with it right now and i make it an iced coffee it is so flipping good just having the first form level one protein it's caramel latte it tastes delicious and i also put the salted caramel collagen powder in it and it tastes just like a caramel macchiato Dream. It is amazing. And I enjoy, it especially when I have like days off and things like that, because I don't want to eat like right away when I wake up because like my body is just like can't do food immediately. <laughs> um, but I used to just drink coffee, which I know is like terrible and you should not do that. And so finding the solution of having coffee, but also having protein in it has helped, you know, stabilize my anxiety, stabilize, um, you know, like the crash. Cause sometimes when I would have my coffee and then like not have anything for a while, I would get like that 2 PM like crash and just feel like very anxious and very like sluggish and meh because I only had coffee. So do not do that. And what's been just helping me get with that and get better at it is putting protein in my coffee and the level one protein from first form is all about it's like a meal replacement so it helps hold your hunger over until you're actually ready to eat in the morning if that you know works for you and i put in my coffee i also put the protein powder in my oats so when i go to work i am putting that protein powder in my oats it is delicious and also during the weekdays i always put my collagen powder um, in my coffee just to help with the hair, skin, and nails. And I'm just like obsessed with the combo. So um the protein powder and the collagen powder are linked also in the show notes. And if you spend $75 or more on your purchase, you get free shipping from First Forum. And like I said, I'm just obsessed with this brand. I cannot get over it. And I'm so happy with um the decision I made to go with it. And It's also really been helping me because my journey in the gym has been definitely my endurance and gaining more strength um so i do take their pre-workout it's delicious pink lemonade it's so good and it's not too much where i'm like still like shaky after the workout and i'm like anxious and things like that and their protein bars their level one protein bars are delicious i get the chocolate chip cookie dough And that's what I eat like after work, before I go into my workout, because at the end of the workday, I was always starving. And so having the protein bar, it tastes delicious and it holds me over to my workout. So I don't come home and like, kind of like binge eat. (laughs) And then, then I'm not hungry for dinner. So that's kind of the ways that I've been using their products. I also have, after my workout now, I have their... Um, their greens, um, their antioxidant reds, and then their muscle recovery and growth um, ignition powder. It's a great combination. I drink it a little bit after the workout so I'm not sore the next day. And I get my greens and my antioxidants in, just a great mix of things. <laughs> so those are the products that I've been using and they've been really helping me on my health and fitness journey. I kind of wanted to step up my game A little bit with it because I wasn't seeing the progress that I wanted to see so I kind of wanted to switch things up and see how it works out. And the fir- first form is great. I've also been buying, oh, update. I've been buying their workout leggings and they're amazing. They do not move. They stay where they need to stay. Um, and they're just really great to work out in. So I highly recommend also getting their apparel as well. Even the growth mindset guy, Nate, has gotten some of their t-shirts, their, it's shorts. So they're just all around such a great brand and I like literally highly recommend. They're so good. So that's my rant. <laughs> um because I was literally sitting here next to my coffee. Like, let me tell you about this real quick. So if you're interested and you have any questions about first form, feel free to DM me on Instagram. I am more than happy to answer any questions. The links are in the show notes. So if you want to kind of browse through the um, website, see what you like, see what works. And if you have any questions, just DM me. I'll, I'm here to answer anything about First Form. So let's get into today's episode, guys. Again, thank you so much for all the support. If you could follow me on Spotify, rate me on Spotify, and rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to me. So let's get into it today. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed? In your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil, and it can seem like there is no way out. I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day, and I had this super influx of anxiety, and I didn't even know where it was coming from, and I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional and so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise and BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing. Right. And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first and it kind of feels like dating and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will. Switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of. Go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone and they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm your anxiety and your stress because you guys know we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life and talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash TheGrowthMindsetGal. That's BetterHelp.com slash TheGrowthMindsetGal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy the services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Okay, friends. So today's episode on my birthday is me just sharing some things that if I could tell like 20-year-old Allie how I could make better decisions in my 20s um, and kind of help her on her journey, these are kind of some of the things that I would share. And hopefully, these will help you as well, whether you're in your 20s or in your 30s. These are just some things that as i reflect on the past decade of my life what are some things that i would have done better what are some things that i did do well and i'm proud of and could maybe help you guys as well and things like that number one the first thing i would tell my 20 year old self is to not take herself so seriously Do not take life so seriously. And this was something, I spoke about this before. This is definitely something I learned um, through the pandemic because I had a very, very strong work ethic, which is very good. You should always have a strong work ethic. That's another thing that you should learn. Being reliable and dependable, okay? Having a strong work ethic is a very good thing, but, You can never have too much of a good thing because what would happen is I would take myself in college and in my job like so seriously, I would stress myself out on even the smallest things. And in the grand scheme of things, they did not matter. And I wouldn't let myself or give myself grace if I messed up, if I wasn't perfect, if I made a mistake. I was very, very, very hard on myself. And with that, there's a balance. Yes, if you actually do make a mistake, you should hold yourself accountable and learn from it and do better. But what would happen is my inner critic was so intense that if I made a mistake, I took it so seriously and I was so mean to myself, I would say terrible things to myself. I would put myself in such a bad mood. And that mood would also then reflect onto others. And it just wasn't productive. So Do not take yourself so seriously because everyone's like, oh, in your 20s, you got to figure everything out. So everything matters in your 20s. But guys, we're still so young in our 20s. We're so young. And if you don't have everything figured out, that's okay. You're going to figure it out. If you, I remember like it was so looked down upon in college to like switch your majors like you were seen as a failure if you switched your major like sophomore year and it's like why that's good that you switched your major because you're trying to figure things out that's the whole point where like I was taught you go to college with your major in mind you stay that major all four years and then you graduate with that major and then you move on to grad school and it's you know the rinse repeat know your you know major and then graduate and that's the road it was like this just straight and narrow path like this is the only way to do things and so it's okay to not take things so seriously and be so hard on yourself give yourself your 20s to choose and decide and try everything that's one of my i wouldn't say regrets but but I wish I just gave myself more leeway and more flexibility to try my other passions to see kind of where they went. For example, you know, I love being an educator and I love teaching. I'm glad I went that route. That's that's where my service thrives. But I loved acting. I love singing. I remember I did... Um, my elective in high school was theater and I was in chorus. and I love that. I love the stage. I love performing on stage and plays and singing. That was like another part of me that I really enjoyed. And once and I was really into it when I was in high school. I was even I, like I, I think I told the story before I pulled like a Troy Bolton and I played volleyball, but then I was also in the musicale and I loved it. I had so much fun doing both. And then when I went to college, I played volleyball in college, and that was it. Like, I did not go into acting. I did not go into singing while at SUNY Potsdam, where I went, which is so funny and ironic because SUNY Potsdam has the Crane School of Music, which is a very, very, very well-known musical school. So... I was like, Allie, you were in Potsdam. You were you walked through the cr- like the Crane building. It was called the Crane School of Music. And you never once like maybe did a club for that or anything. Like how did there was like such a missed opportunity to kind of explore, you know, I'm not saying I have to become an actor or a singer, but at least just enjoy maybe as a hobby doing those things that I enjoy. Because in high school, I loved being in chorus. I loved it i had chorus first period every day and what a great way to start your day by singing it was like therapeutic and it woke you up it, it was so much fun i remember too my senior year i almost because remember at some schools when it's your senior year you can either go in late or leave early and i almost didn't do chorus first period my senior year because i was like i don't know if i want to come in first period i want to come in late like you know the cool seniors do and Everyone was like, "No, like, do it! It's so fun!" like, we had our whole squad in chorus. You know, we had a good group. And I was like, "All right, fine." And I did chorus my senior year, and it was so much fun, and I don't regret doing that. So then, when I went into college, all that love of singing and acting faded to the wayside, and like that—that's where like my creativeness thrives. And so it became very just in college rigid, if you will, where it was. You played volleyball and you did your schoolwork like that was that was the zone of what I did. And again, I had fun playing volleyball. I obviously love learning, but I lost I lost that creativity outlet that I enjoyed so much. So your 20s. Is for doing the things that you enjoy and see what you can make out of it. Where I was taught, you need to know what you want to do and then you stay with it. You can't change your mind. Not allowed. And I feel like that stunted my decision making or just like being exploratory, you know, because I would still, you know, pursue my passion and education. That wasn't going to change. But I feel like I closed off a part of myself and she hasn't been reawakened yet in that creative space that I was so into in high school. So use, don't take your life so seriously and use your 20s to choose. See what works for you. See what doesn't. That's okay. That's what your 20s are for, to kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like. Okay. another thing is to make sure the people that are surrounding you are good for you. In my 20s, I was, (laughs) this is kind of funny to even think back on, but I was very standoffish in my early 20s. I was very standoffish because i did not want people to hurt me okay and so i was more like i'm gonna be you know the tough girl so people don't mess with me and not open myself up and be vulnerable with people and realizing that now as you know going into my 30s that's like how you make friends like really true great friends is having those like deep conversations and connecting on a deep level and in college especially so like my, my early 20s I was very standoffish and it was because in you know high school I mean girls we can be mean I it's that's that's just the way the cookie crumbles and I've experienced mean girls I've also have been a mean girl I will blatantly say that and I've grown from that And I always was this kind of tough, don't mess with me kind of girl because inside the inner child did not want to get hurt and be left out and be left alone. So my brain goes, oh, if I kind of, if I'm standoffish first, they can't hurt me. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like with people with like, what is that? The anxious avoidant. Style where it's like, oh, if I break up with them first, like I don't get hurt. That's kind of what it was with like friendships. And I would encourage you in your 20s to really practice being your full self. Because in high school, it's it's tough being your full self because you're also you don't know all the way who you are just yet. You're still trying to figure it out in high school. College, you're still trying to figure it out as well. 20s, you're still trying to figure it out. So through your 20s, really practicing your authentic self. That way you can make authentic friendships. I always believed it's not the quantity of your friends, it's the quality of your friends. But in college, I was very like, oh, like big friend group, like that's great being in the big group chat, it's so fun. But then you realize that you were friends of convenience. Right? You were just friends because you were around or you're on the same team or, you know, what have you. And I realized that I didn't make a lot of genuine friendships. I thought I did, but I didn't because I played the game of, oh, you know, we're friends of convenience. I'm the tough girl. You're never really going to know all of me. What, you know, what have you? I was not vulnerable with friendships because I thought that was seen as weak. And I always played the game of being so tough. I was like, you know what? If you're going to be a bad friend, I could drop you in a second. Like that was what I would say to people. Like, you know, if someone did wrong by me, I'm like, I don't care. I can drop people in a second. doesn't matter to me. And I feel like that was like the shadow side of like my (laughs) Gemini-ness. And so making sure the people you have around you are – good people for you and you're also a good friend like really practice try your best being a really good authentic genuine friend because those are very hard to come by and realizing giving your friends grace is another big thing as well especially you learn in your 20s everyone starts getting their jobs right so you have to like try and plan to hang out like three weeks in advance right and so you start to learn like oh like people are not at my immediate disposal when we're in you know real life college it's a lot easier because you're all living in the dorms you go get food together someone's always around and then you become in your 20s and you're like oh that's not how it works anymore so you actually have to put effort into your friendships for them to last and for them to thrive on both sides like both parties need to be equally involved in Continuing the friendship. That also means with friendships, if they're the friendship's not serving you anymore, it's okay. Don't ghost them, right? Not saying just drop your friends. But have a conversation and say, hey, this friendship just isn't working out for me anymore. I don't think it's serving me. And then just sometimes you gotta move on. You also learn with friendships that you don't mean to ghost each other. But you just drift apart because that's just life. I mean, a lot of people um, in college, I don't really talk to anymore because, well, I went I went to Potsdam, which is like eight hours away from where I actually live. So we were kind of scattered all over the place, my my college friends. And we just drifted apart. And like, that's okay. There's some times where I'm like, wow, like, you know, because like Nate is so very close with like all of his college friends. And I'm like, wow, like, I wish I had that. But it wasn't like those friendships didn't last because of anything malicious it was just we were all we all went in our own directions and new york's a big state some some people moved out of state and like all the things and we just grew apart but like that's okay you know what i mean so with friendships make sure you have in your 20s really good genuine friendships and if the friendships aren't serving you have the conversation and you can let go and also too if you drift apart as friends That's also okay because our 20s is when we start our jobs or maybe we go to grad school. Maybe we move. Like so many things happen in our 20s that friendships, they come and they go. And that's a big thing to learn. Friendships, they come and they go. They're in your life for that season and then they move on or you move on. That's that's allowed. I was always taught that like your friends need to be your friends forever because, you know, you you would watch those movies and like people would be friends since like elementary school and they're like each other's bridesmaids, which is great. That's phenomenal. I'm not like, you know, invalidating that. But I thought like that's all that's how all friendships should be. So when my friendships weren't looking like that, I was like, oh, no one loves me. No one likes to hang out with me. Like you kind of go into that victim spiral. And no. Some friendships, yeah. I have some friends that I've been friends with them for, oh, geez, like over 10 years, almost 15 years at this point. And I've seen them get married. I've been in their wedding parties. Like that's that's still a capable thing. But then I also have friends that I met from my job that I'm also in their wedding party. And it's okay to have friends from different parts of your life. And they come and they go. And it, that's it's fine. It's okay. And if friendships aren't working out anymore and you have the conversation and you both just move on with your lives, it's okay. Because if friends aren't serving you, it's not worth the friendship. Sometimes we hold on to people because, oh, like I've known them for, you know, 10 years. Okay. But are they a good person? Are they a good friend to you? No then maybe it's time to restructure the friendship and and see what happens but friends they're so important to have but realize friends can come and go because we go through so many different stages in our lives and everyone has their own things going on their own families people are getting married they're having kids they're moving they're getting new jobs that's okay it is all right Okay, so friendships, make sure they're great. And if they don't last forever, it doesn't mean it was a bad friendship. It just means maybe they, that was just a friendship for the season. And now you both have to move on with your lives. Okay. Something else I would tell my younger self is you don't have to be like everything for everyone all the time. I always strived, like one of my big like personality traits in my 20s was I need to be everything for everyone. I need to be a great friend. I need to be a great daughter, a good student, a good employee, what have you, All right? And eventually a good girlfriend, which you should be those things, right? But it's okay to have bad days. It's okay to make mistakes um, with your family. It's okay to have a, a, a tough day at work and not be the greatest employee. It's all right that you and your friend got into a conflict, but you know what? We're going to talk about it. And we're going to work through it, right? You don't have to be everything for everyone all of the time. Everyone always like, says with women, we have to be like the superwoman and be there for everybody all the time. And I realized in my twenties, I was like, I'm being everything for everyone, but is everyone being everything for me. I re- I think maybe a few months ago or even last year as a therapy session with my girl, Nicole, I was like, I was in a really anxious spot. And I was like, you know, I'm doing all of these things. I'm making sure like I'm doing my job correctly, that I'm here for my family. I'm here for Nate. I'm here for my friends, but I feel like no one's there for me and no one sees me struggling. And like I'm holding on by a thread. And I just wish because I would like, you know, I check in on people and things like that. And I was like to her, I was like, I wish I wish someone would check in on me and see how I'm doing and make plans with me and maybe have a surprise for me. And I think I had a recent episode about this, and she was like, "But you know, have you told them that? That you're struggling?" Right. And, you know, she said, sometimes you got to give yourself a break because you're going to overwork yourself if you're trying to be everything for everyone. Are you being anything for you? And I was like, oh, right. I need to communicate my needs and I also need to take care of myself. Right. So you don't have to be everything for everyone, would be another lesson. Another thing with I would tell my 20-year-old self is travel. Oh, travel. My goodness. Travel, travel, travel. Your 20s are for traveling. And I did a lot of traveling. Um, I would say my mid 20s, like pre-pandemic, I did a lot of traveling with like my work friends. I had so much fun. I I think I went to Nashville. I've I've been to Myrtle Beach. I've been to Austin, Texas. I've been to um, Charleston, South Carolina. Where else have I been? I've been to Atlanta, Georgia. I've been to a bunch of places like on the East Coast and kind of like the the West, but not like the West Coast. I've never been to like California or anything like that. And I had so much fun. I had so much fun traveling with my friends. And I would, I would love to keep traveling. I really enjoyed it. But then obviously the pandemic happened. But even before that, just travel. Travel with friends. Travel maybe by yourself. Be safe with it. And just explore the country. Explore the world. Because that's how you understand other people. That's how you understand other cultures that's when you travel you learn so much and you also develop so much like empathy for other people and you see the beauty of other cultures and it's just such it's a wonderful experience i still want to go um overseas i've never um i've only been out of the country which is quote unquote the bahamas that that's where i went with my passport um but Other than that, I have not been overseas and I would really love to go explore other continents. (laughs) Um, But travel, 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 travel. It's such a wonderful experience. And I kind of wish, at least for my own sake, that I maybe after I graduated college, maybe took a year to travel because what I did is right after college I did I did the thing that you're you think you're supposed to do is I went right into a subbing position um and then from one year after my subbing position I literally got my job that I'm in now and so which is fantastic I mean that's that's the way to go and I I was actually one of my friends that really got into my job very early on and it was a great road to take but I also do wish that maybe between graduating um my undergrad and then starting grad school it was just like I graduated in May and then I started my grad school work in August so like I was just in school like straight like seven years because my master's was was three years um and then like I was working on my master's while also full-time teaching so I kind of wish I took maybe a year and use that year to travel. And so if you have the ability to do that, I would, just so you can experience life and understand what you want. I feel like traveling also creates a lot of clarity of your wants and needs and, and things like that. So if you're able to take you know a travel year, I would highly recommend Um, because I just I really enjoyed when I did travel um, I really loved it and I and it wasn't even like traveling like really that all that far I was just like up and down the east coast and I still learned things and I still experienced stuff and it was really it was fun and I I enjoyed it especially going with friends so um, let's see another thing that I would say for my younger self is starting my 20s is, being single is not a failure. It is not. And I've spoken about this before. I never truly felt on a surface level being single was a failure, but I think my subconscious did. And I was single for most of my 20s. Actually, no, I think it was half and half. I think it was a good half and half. I started dating Nate when I was 24. So I'd say like half of my 20s, um, I was single. And Nate is my first real, like official relationship, which I started at 24. So I don't want you guys to think that being single is a failure. I learned a lot just doing my own thing. And I made sure I was very, I don't want to say, everyone always says like, oh, you're so picky. No, no, no. Being selective was how I would phrase it. Because you need to make sure the person that's entering your life is going to grow with you, is going to help you become a better person, not suck the energy out of you, and cause anxiety and cause fear and emotional turmoil. I built a strong foundation for myself while I was single. And I had high standards. They weren't like unreasonable standards. Let's just be clear. They were normal high standards to have. I wanted to make sure the person who was entering my life was going to add value, right? I looked at, is your company better than my solitude? I always thought to myself, is this person going? um into my life, coming into my life, are they going to up-level my life? Because I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I had everything going for me. I had my I got my bachelor's degree, I was starting my new job, um, I was working on my master's degree. so like I'm, I mean I was out here. So I want to make sure the person who was going to per- perhaps potentially be, you know, my partner for life, I got to make sure this person is coming in with things that are going to help me grow as a person. So I made sure that my standards were set and as should you at any age, make sure your standards are set. Your morals are set. Don't make such deep compromises on things that really, really, really matter to you. Okay. At a foundational level. And I, you know, I went on dates and I sometimes really knew from the first date, I was like, nah, this is not it. And that's okay. That's all right. And I never chased them because I was always taught um, that, and my, my dad always told me this, he's, you know, old Italian man. He always said to me, you will never question if someone actually likes you, you'll never question if they like you. You'll never doubt it if they like you, if they're into you, if they're interested in you. Truly, you will never question it. So anytime I went on dates and it, and the people were wishy-washy and I didn't hear from them and I understand life happens, but let's like be honest with ourselves here. I was like, no, 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 this ain't it. If I have to beg for like, I won't say beg, but you know, if I if they can't even send like a text, not even like a good morning test, just like a check-in. Like, hey, how you doing today? How's your day going? Like, no, you know what I'm saying? So for example, when I started seeing Nate, I never, it was it, that was it. I never questioned if he was interested in me it was never a question he made it very clear from the beginning he made it very very clear and he communicated it very clear that like he was interested in me and he was interested in making it a long-term relationship and that's that and here we are four and a half years later moving upstate (laughs) been living together for almost two years now so make sure your standards are high Because the person that's coming into your life is here to help you grow as a person and you can help them grow as a person and you thrive together. That's, that's how it should be. So you wait, 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 wait. Okay. And you should never question if they're into you or not. Stay single. I always told, I always told people I would rather be single and enjoy my life. Then chase around a person, questioning if they like me or not, creating all this stress, this unneeded stress. So in the dating realm, keep your standards high. Keep them high. And the person who's meant for you will reach those standards and even somewhat above. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you been struggling with finding the right health and wellness products to help you with your fitness goals? Because I've been struggling with it lately. I have been looking for ways that I can grow muscle. I've been looking for ways to endure longer workouts, especially after a long day of work. And my true goal for my fitness journey is to just become a stronger And be able to survive (laughs) the end of the day workout. And I have found a fantastic health and wellness nutrition brand first form. First Form has such amazing products that really can help us on an individual level with our health and fitness goals. Some of my favorites that I've been trying out is the Level One Protein Caramel Latte. Let me tell you guys, it tastes amazing. And Level One Protein has helped me stay fuller longer. I've been putting it in my coffee in the morning because some days I wake up and I'm just not hungry right away. And unfortunately, I have coffee, and we all know having coffee on an empty stomach ain't it. So, I started putting protein in my coffee to help fill me up so that way I don't get that anxiety crash midday if I'm just having coffee at first. And also, I've been putting in my coffee the amazing salted caramel collagen powder. Oh, my God, you guys. It tastes, first of all, also tastes amazing. And I can even tell the difference between my hair, skin, and nails. My skin has definitely looked clear. My hair, I've been seeing it in some mirrors and I'm like, wow, she's shiny. And also my nails haven't been breaking, you know, as frequently as they do between the two weeks that I get them done. It's been helping me so much. i have also been using the pre-workout pink lemonade, and this has been really helping me get through those after work workouts. I work from 4 to 5 p.m. And let me tell you, before this pre-workout, I would be struggling after a strength session and walking on the treadmill. I would be screaming. But now, after I'm done with my strength workout, I am still pumped to get on that treadmill and last the entire hour of my workout. And also, it tastes really good. And I've never used pre-workout before, so I was a little nervous if it's going to make me anxious and things like that. But this pre-workout has helped me so much with good long-lasting energy in a workout that doesn't carry on beyond the gym it's not like I can't fall asleep at night so these products have been Very inviting and very easy to use. Where I've always been a little bit timid of going into protein powders and pre workout because usually when I see them, they're kind of intimidating to look at. But First Form is such a wonderful brand. They also have vegan options as well for protein powders, collagen, pre workout, so on and so forth. And last but not least, I'm also in love with their protein bars, the chocolate chip cookie dough, fan favorite of the house. Nate and I love those protein bars. We put in our eggs in the morning and that's our little snack right before we work out. So that way, because you know that after work workout, we are starving. So having that protein bar right before the workout helps me sustain my energy and help with my muscle growth because those are the goals. So If you are interested in exploring these products to improve your fitness journey, the links are in my show notes. And also feel free to DM me on Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal for any questions that you may have on different types of products. Absolutely love. Highly recommend. Okay. Another thing I would tell my younger self, my early 20s, is. Okay. You wouldn't be where you are if you didn't deserve it. I mean, I remember in my early 20s, imposter syndrome was at an all time high. Even beginning my teaching career, imposter syndrome was an all time high. You need to stop and look at your accomplishments. You wouldn't be where you are if you didn't deserve to be there. And you worked hard to be there. Don't try, don't try and tell me anything. You deserve to be where you are. And I had to sit with myself. And I remember talking to my therapist about it. And she was like, Allie, <laughs> you are a full-time teacher. You start at such a young age. You have your master's degree, dual master's, you have your bachelor's degree, full-time teacher. You're a good person. You try and be there for people that you love and so on and so forth. Like you deserve everything that you're getting because you work so hard. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. And I learned that, yeah, people may have, they might do a skill a little bit better than you. That's fine. It doesn't mean you're not good at what you do. You bring something else to the table. Like, I I got into a lot of imposter syndrome and, like, maybe my first two years of teaching because I'm seeing, like, these veteran teachers that have been teaching for, like, 30 years, you know, doing these great things. And I'm in year two, right? She's like, don't, don't compare someone's Chapter 40 to your Chapter 2, you know? Like, that's because we do that. We're like, oh, everyone around me is doing all these, you know, great things. And, like, social media makes that happen to us, too, where we don't really see the struggle in social media when people are posting about things people don't really post their struggles. It's a highlight reel. So you shouldn't compare yourself because that creates imposter syndrome. And just know you wouldn't be in that position if people didn't think you should be there. And the universe didn't think you should be there. We always talk about how the universe, the rejection is a redirection, right? So if you are in this moment, you're supposed to be here. And don't think anything otherwise. You bring to the table something that others don't no matter what like I always say you're you're always someone's cup of tea okay you're not everybody's cup of tea but you're someone's so that goes into like if you're starting a podcast if you're starting a YouTube channel or if you have an Etsy shop or you know you have your um, TikTok influencer account whatever you're doing everyone was like I don't know if I should get into that but it's something you like really would enjoy doing right And they're like, oh, I don't know if I should get into it because it's so saturated. It may be saturated, but you bring something to the table that others don't. We're all individuals. We all bring something to the table. That's why we're here. So don't think you don't deserve to be somewhere. You worked hard to be there. You did all the things you're supposed to do, and you're there. You're there. And also don't like not go into things because you're afraid it's too saturated or everyone was already already doing it and all the things no if it will bring you joy do it start it go for it because if it makes you happy and you're going to spread helpful things to people i mean do it so imposter syndrome okay, is you second-guessing yourself. We need to learn to stop second-guessing our abilities. Because if we don't have confidence in ourselves, who will? You got this. Do not overthink it, okay? You deserve to be at the place that you're at and i know it's really hard to say oh don't overthink it but for real if you start getting in those those inner turmoil thoughts of oh i shouldn't be here i don't deserve to be there inside stop i deserve to be here i worked hard and i'm gonna make an impact right that's what you say to yourself i deserve to be here i've worked hard i'm going to make an impact because you are you're going to do great another thing that i would tell my younger self is okay perfectionism is okay on a small scale but on the big things and it's causing burnout it's not it's very similar with anxiety if your perfectionism is at like a two because, you know, you're working on a project you want to be proud of or, you know, you're creating something, you have an interview, whatever ha- whatever it is, that's okay. You want things to be, you know, all set? That's fine. That makes sense. But if you are, have perfectionism on, on everything and you don't allow yourself to make any mistakes and so you're burning yourself out, that's not okay. We're human beings. We're not meant to be perfect all of the time nope. And I know that especially for women, it's 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 like hard to hear that because we're taught to be the perfect little girl, right? And being the good girl, being the sweet girl, right? All of the things that we're taught. It's okay to not be perfect all the time. It's okay to have a bad day at work. It's okay to have emotions and be upset. You're not over emotional. You're not sensitive. It's okay to have time for yourself. Okay? It's all right to have some time for yourself, and you can't just be there for everyone at the drop of a hat. It's okay. To not be so high strung on yourself all of the time. Give yourself a little grace. Okay? It's good to have good work ethic. It's great. Like I said before in the beginning, it's amazing to have good work ethic. But there's a difference between having good work ethic and perfectionism. And also, perfectionism stops you from doing things and starting things because you're afraid you're not gonna be good at it. You're afraid to start something new because you're afraid you're not going to be great at it right away. That's perfectionism. And it holds you back from learning an amazing skill that can create so many beautiful opportunities for yourself. Like I said, I say this all the time with my podcast. You think, go back to episode one, go back, listen to her, okay? I was afraid of starting a podcast because I'm like, what if it doesn't sound great? What if it's not perfect? Do it. Do it. Do it, and then fix it along the way. It doesn't have to be perfect for you to start. Same thing with moving. I was afraid if if the move didn't look perfect, I couldn't move. No, you can do it. You'll figure it out. Make sure all the important parts are in place, but everything else will find its way. You can start things, even if not everything is in its perfect little spot. You will figure it out. You will figure it out. Yeah. Another thing is you need to be up front with people. Be up front. Tell like it is. Okay? Express yourself and explain yourself. Okay? It's not productive. To be nice to someone's face and then talk so much gossip behind their back that you have an issue with them tell them talk to them be like hey can i talk to you for a minute and say the issue perhaps you can squash it i am so done (laughs) at 29 i am very over the conversations that are holding friendships together is just plain basic gossip. Can we talk about anything else? Can we talk about our goals for our life? Can we talk about the future we want to create? Can we talk about how grateful we are for like our lives and what have you? I'm done with the gossip. It's, it's such an energy sucker. It is. I, it's, the fact that the only way we can bond is just talk and smack about people? Uh-uh. No. And if you have a problem with that person, you should talk to them about it. Don't talk to me. The person's not even here to defend themselves. And I used to be, let me, I'll, I'll even say it, I'm a gossip queen. I love the good tea. But then I realized, I was like, wow, every time I hang out with these people, That's all we do. And is that productive? So if you have an issue with someone, talk to them about it, because if you don't, it's going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. It's going to keep growing. And I, and I, I hated being in friendships where like it'd be three of us and when it was just two of us, they would talk smack about the other person. And when it was just the two of them, they would talk smack about me. What kind of friendship is that? And I, I, it just drove me up a wall. So if you have an issue with someone, talk to them about it. You gossiping won't make the issue go away. And that's not being genuine. I get sometimes you maybe need to vent, and that's why you say, hey, I just need to vent. I'm going to talk to this person, but I just need to let it all out first. I get it. Sometimes you got to vent. But just the sheer gossip and judgment of other people, just to try and make yourself feel better, uh uh-uh, no way. Talk to them. Talk to them about it. You can vent. You can maybe get someone else's advice about, like, what you should do in this situation, but when it's just pure, plain gossip and you don't want anything productive out of it, nope, 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 nope. Don't do it. Tell that person, effectively communicate. And if gossip starts arising, be the change maker and say, hey, guys, this person's not even here to defend themselves. Let's talk about something else. Like this this conversation, my go-to is this conversation is not productive. Can we change the subject? And that's, that's that on that. Talk to the person. Do not hold grudges. Oh, my goodness. Don't hold grudges. Don't do it. I was taught that you hold a grudge so people know how mad you are at them. And yeah, you show them. No. Do not hold a grudge. You either talk about it, right? You discuss it. And then you set a boundary. If a boundary needs to be held. Do not just ice people out. Do not, oh, like, it It just, it blows my mind. And I was taught that's so normal to do. Because in my family, love them to death, but I'm missing, like, half my family because of grudges that happened, like, before I was even born. I'm like, oh, how come we don't talk to so-and-so? Oh, they did this 20 years ago. What? What? I mean, and I was like, oh, did you guys, like, fight about it? Did you talk about it? No. Okay, so you guys, don't hold grudges, have the conversation, and if if you need to set a boundary, set a boundary, or if the relationship, if the friendship, the family member, if it's not working out, then all right, you both agree just to, you know, we'll be civil to each other, but, you know, life happens, but don't just hold a grudge. And some people like will still hold a grudge when the other person like apologized. That I guys, we waste so much time and energy holding grudges and we waste so much time being angry for what? For what? We need to learn to express our emotions in a productive and healthy way and then if a boundary needs to be set, let a boundary be set. And then if maybe you're just not, you know, serving each other correctly in your lives, then you move on. But at least you had the conversation. Do not stay in the anger. Do not stay there. Move on with your life, whatever way you need to do it. But holding a grudge and just icing someone out and never getting closure, never clarifying it, never communicating it. Like, what is that serving? And then you're holding on to that bad energy in your body, in your mind. Communicate, please. Do not hold grudges. Life is too short to hold a grudge. It really is. Okay? You hear me? Okay. Okay. All right, so I'm going to give you one last thing on this journey here. Something I would tell my younger self in my 20s is, are you ready? And we talk about this all the time. Your mindset is everything, everything. It's your perception of the reality that you're facing. If you have a fixed mindset, you will become very stuck in life, closed off in life, irritable, burnt out, victim mentality. You cannot go anywhere with that. You cannot grow as a person. And it's important to grow And people who just say, oh, I just am what I am. That's just how I am. Or when people say, oh, that's just how they are. But like, why is that acceptable? You should grow as a person and learn from your mistakes and be a good person. We just accept people when they're, for some reason, we accept people when they're like mean and angry. And we're like, oh, that's just how they are. But like, why? why? We should be actively learning and growing to become our most authentic self. And the authentic self is all about compassion. It's about patience. It's about love. That's what we should be striving towards and helping people. And I realized that in my twenties, I started off as a very closed off. I'm, I would say even say nasty, mean, um, very territorial, very, um, just not not vulnerable in the slightest. Um, tough girl, right? I was all defense mechanisms, so I didn't get hurt. But now at twenty nine. I realized that in order to create genuine relationships where people don't hurt you, right, intentionally, it's all about vulnerability and connection. And screaming and yelling doesn't get anything done. Communicating gets things done. And you can experience the emotion, but do it in a healthy and productive way like we talked about with Meg Jarvis in the last week's episode. And stop with the victim mentality. That the why me, but why not you? Meaning things are just, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen to you. That's, that's life. Things happen to everyone. When bad things happen to us, we're not special. The universe isn't out to get us life just happens. And it's up to us to learn, how do I cope with this? Do I need to, in a healthy, productive way, rage, have a rage session like Meg said? Maybe I need some time by myself to collect my thoughts. Maybe I need to journal. Maybe I need to meditate. Maybe I need to take some grounding breaths. Maybe I need to talk to someone or talk to a professional. Maybe I need to just go on a walk. Maybe I need to just, you know, move my body and work out. Maybe I just need to read. Maybe I need to go like sit by the water or be in nature. Maybe I just need a hug for God's sakes, right? Learn what works for you to cope with what life throws at you. And then on top of that, growing as a person means you're more present. Growing as a person means you accept when joy is coming in and not waiting for the the ball to drop for something else bad to happen. Growing as a person is enjoying life. When you have a joyful moment, enjoy it. And when you have a stressful moment or season in life, all right, how do I cope with this? What are my next steps? How can I create solutions? That's how you grow and you thrive. If you stay stuck in the past, if you stay stuck in your old ways, in your comfort zone, if you do the why me and the fixed mindset. You don't go anywhere. You stay where you are. And that's why you feel very stuck. That's why you're burnt out. That's why you you try and numb the, the, the pain of the burnout. Because you're not reaching your full potential. And it's all about mindset. It's all about it. And you're going to have good and bad days with your mindset, right? We're not perfect, like we talked about, but your mindset is everything. Never forget that. So when you have a tough day, a tough season, a tough year, because I've been through it. We have all been through it. It's important to see who do you want to come out as, as at the other side, because human beings, we are, woo, we are so re- resilient. It's it's insane how resilient we are. Don't forget about that. Our innate, like, moment is we are so resilient. Mindset is everything, especially in your twenties, because that's when you're figuring everything out. Right, you're setting up the foundation. You're seeing what works and what doesn't work. So that way you can thrive in your 30s. Okay? The 20s is not the end of your life. Just because you turn 30, you're not young anymore and you can't make other decisions. The 20s is all about exploring things, exploring your mindset, exploring your identity. Who are you? And finding the clarity in all that. And it's okay to do all that exploring because once you figure out who you are and your morals and what your future looks like and who you want to be as a person and you're very clear on that you start seeing the opportunities to go down that path that you want to Growth Mindset Gang, I have an amazing offer to share with you. I have recently created a mindset coaching program. Now, if you're listening and you struggle with imposter syndrome, people-pleasing, overthinking, needing external validation, low self-esteem, indecisiveness, perfectionism, fear of failure, or lack of confidence, this coaching program can be aligned and serve you. With this coaching program, you would sign up with me for three months to receive a one-on-one coaching via Zoom. We would meet either weekly or bi-weekly for 45 minutes to about an hour and really get clear on your mindset journey and what's the woman or who's the woman you want to become. Along with the weekly or biweekly Zoom calls with me, you would have a daily accountability messaging with me via Slack, so I do my daily check-ins with you and see how you're doing with your progress in between our sessions. You will also have access to the resource library that I will create where I will give you journal prompts, I will give you weekly self-reflection templates, I'll give you even book recommendations or we do a little mini book club together with a self-development book. Also, I'm going to be creating a Facebook group to also grow a community in this mindset coaching program. And if this feels aligned with you, you can also receive a huge investment discount if you are the first three to sign up with the three month coaching program. If you are interested in this coaching program, you feel aligned, or you just want to talk to me and test it out and see if it it works for you, you can click the link in my show notes to fill out a Google form to share with me what you want to work on and who's the woman that you want to become. How do you want to grow your mindset and fulfill and improve your mindset journey? And I will contact you. We hop on a discovery call for an hour and we talk about what are you struggling with right now? right where do you want to see yourself in three months and I create a unique program just for you and I'm here to be your coach your supporter and help you in your journey so if this sounds amazing with you or you just want to see and test it out fill out that form and when you fill it out I'll contact you right away and help create a wonderful program to create your most authentic self Okay, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to join the Instagram broadcast channel. It's on my Instagram at the Growth Mindset Gal. It's also linked in the show notes. Um, Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me and rate me on Spotify. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend who really needs it. Share it on your story and tag me in it. I love to see it. And remember, grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Part of the Boundless Audio Podcast Network.